Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Peyton to the corner, back to Clay. Clay takes a jumper. Three ball, good for Clay on the right side. He scored the last 10 for Golden State. The Jazz advantage is five. Clay already... 12 points, 5 of 10 shooting. Now back to 95-7, the game. Warriors grabbing hold of the uh, three seed in the West last night with that big comeback win over the Jazz 111-107. It's Whitey Gleason and Kyle Madsen. Uh, and the uh, Warriors hoping to get some help from the Bucks, who currently are entertaining uh, the Dallas Mavericks. I think Dallas, last I checked, they were what, up three late first half in that one. Yeah, time. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Fun game. Yeah. You you called last night a, what did you say, a, a surprisingly fun or a sleepy good sports night? Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky good, good sports good. night. Yeah. yeah. I It was just a, it's just kind of like, oh, man, April 1, the baseball season hasn't started. It's kind of a weird, but no, Warriors game wound up being really good. Duke UNC, yeah. I'm not a college basketball guy. Really? I get... I will watch March Madness, but like dur- going into the tournament, I couldn't name five college basketball players. Neither could Charles Barkley. So, right, which is why I feel okay about this. Um, but like Duke UNC, I planned my day around it. I was like, I'm going to be in front of the TV for Duke UNC. I- I'm watching this. This is. It did not like, disappoint. It did not it even. Exceeded a little the bit. hype. Not, yeah. I was, I was a little bit concerned that Duke might kind of run UNC out of the gym a little bit, but <laughs> wrong there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a really, really, and then that game ended, and then Warrior or that Warriors Jazz ended like with like two and a half minutes left in Duke UNC's. There's a really nice kind of fade in there. WrestleMania was a thing. If you're into wrestling, I'm not, but I know a lot of people who are that were hyped about it. So cool. Yeah, Sam Fondiari is going to join us in just a moment. Before we do, real quick, I just want to share with you a story about the uh, the brackets in college basketball. My wife, Shinya, had never filled out a bracket before, so she asked for my help. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, so she goes, first region, She's, you know, we know someone who went to Gonzaga. It's like, yeah, that, that should be a good pick. We'll pick them coming out of that region because, you know, you start backwards. How about this other region, Arizona? Yeah, we'll go Arizona. And then she goes, oh, Kansas. I used to live in Kansas. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> Uh, you know, you already Dude, got two number ones. Come on. You already got two number ones in there. And, you know, Brutal. Bill Self. And so she's like, okay, what, what do you think? And I said, well, you know, Ken Palm's really high on Iowa. You might want to. So oh, anyway. Oh, no. Yeah. So <laughs> as Jim Harbaugh, you say, that's on me. Uh, nice enough to join us here. Oh, no. Again, we bask in the afterglow of that big warrior win from the Light Years podcast. Sam is Fondiari with us. Sam, how, did your brackets, are they still anything close to being intact, sir? <laughs> oh, not, not even close. I was done weekend one. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I was listening to your story there, and I'm like, that's highly relatable because that's exactly how mine went. <laughs> yeah. You're a big Ken Palm guy, Sam. <laughs> yeah. I was, it's like, well, I mean, 
quite frankly, I just watch more NBA than college. So it's like I do the same thing everyone who doesn't watch college basketball does. Watch two tournament conference tournament games and like scour some online rankings and think I know what I'm saying. Yeah. Make my picks. And yeah, that blew up my face this year. Yeah. Yeah. I compared it, Sam, earlier. I compared it to I whenever I fill out my bracket, I feel like that pigeon. And that pigeon is so confident he's going to make it across home plate. And then here comes reality, that Randy Johnson fastball. Oh, no. And they collide, and then poosh. And that's how I end up every year with the brackets. Pretty much. I was just, you know, just pivot right back to the NBA. Stay in my lane. Yes. Well, let's get to the NBA then. Uh, huge win for the Warriors last night. I mean, a remarkable comeback. If the Warriors found something with that comeback last night, if they found something, Sam, what do you think they found and how do they keep it going? Um, I would say they found a little bit of a defensive identity. I would say they started finding it against Phoenix. And I think that's really kind of the key to getting them back on track. There's only so much they can do on offense without Steph Curry. I mean, Clay was amazing last night. Jordan Poole has been, is this 15 games in a row they scored over 20? I mean, he's playing, he's played himself into a very nice extension whenever that comes up. Uh, but really, for this Warriors team to actually compete beyond getting Steph Curry back, they have to fit, they have to get that defense back to where it was in the first half of the season. And the Utah game actually is a perfect example because they were they were pretty bad in the first half defensively, like losing shooters. Utah obviously uh, one of the best three point shooting teams in the league, and for them to get down twenty points and be able to dig in defensively. Um, that bodes well because that's kind of how they've made their name uh, in the years that they did win titles. Clay Thompson's played 30 games. He was obviously awesome last night, um, especially down the stretch. Can you grade so far his his return? Yeah. So, like, in terms of expectations coming off of missing basically a 1,000 days and two and a half seasons, mm-hmm. I, I have to give him physically like an A. He looks better than I expected. Um, you just never know when a guy ha- has been out that long with injuries what to expect. He looks like Clay Thompson. Now, overall, in the context of this Warriors team, probably more like a B-. minus. There's been some, uh, let's just say, um, he's been overzealous shooting the ball. And, you know, it's been some nights it's been like Utah. Some nights it's been like Phoenix. So there's that element of him trying to get his legs under him. But overall, it's hard to really complain considering the stakes or just the situation he's coming back from. Catching up with Sam Esfandiari from the Light Years podcast. And Sam, there's been, of course, a lot said about how Wiggins has struggled offensively since Clay's come back. Was last night the blueprint for how their games can mesh offensively? Yeah, I think somewhat. I think uh, him playing off of guys, kind of being that spot-up shooter and guy who cuts doesn't really have to handle the ball. That was the formula that, you know, got him to the all-star game. And he had such a strong first half of the season uh, where it's kind of like Steph and Poole were the guys tasked with creating the offense. And obviously Draymond is kind of a, you know, point forward and Wiggins could just be the beneficiary. I think we're seeing more of that now. And I think it'll actually be easier for him when Steph comes back, because when they have Steph, when they have this version of Jordan Poole, when they have Draymond Green, who they run all their offense through, there really shouldn't be, you know, kind of 
sets where you're asking Andrew Wiggins to be like the uh, the decision maker, and so he should be able to to play better this way. Five or six weeks ago, there was a lot of hand wringing about the Warriors' lack of size and whether they were going to bring in somebody to be a big or whether they were just going to lean on James Wiseman. Do you foresee the lack of size on this roster being something that ultimately hinders them in the postseason, or can they survive without it? It's going to be tough from a cumulative effect for me. I, this team plays best going small, but can Draymond play 40 minutes a game of playoff intensity basketball for two months without, you know, without an Andrew Bogut or even like a Zaza Pachulia to kind of, you know, ease some of the burden there. I think that's always where it came down. In a single game, I'm not worried about it. If you're talking about going through the Memphis Grizzlies, who are the biggest team probably in the NBA, and like the Phoenix Suns, and then if you you get through those guys, you got to go against, you know, Giannis or Embiid or something like that. It's like that's where the worry comes in. It's like I know Draymond can – play that small ball style for one to two games against guys like that, but can you do it for two months in a row? So it is something I kind of worry about. Samus Fondiari with us on 95.7 The Game. And I know on Twitter you've uh, you've written about Memphis and what a great job they've done with that roster. Their their record without Ja is incredible. I think they beat the Suns last week without Ja or Jackson or Desmond Bain. So, I mean, how, how good is that team? Kyle and I have been debating – which bracket do you want to be in? Would you rather be in the Sun side of it or the Memphis side? I mean, is that almost a toss-up at this point? How formidable do you see Memphis uh, in the postseason? I think they're very formidable. I think in some ways I would rather be on the Sun side of the bracket um, because I think Memphis is a worse matchup for the Warriors. Um, it gets back to the size thing. They, uh, lead, they lead the NBA in offensive rebounding, obviously, we know Steven Adams, he's always kind of a thorn in the Warriors' side. But Jared Jackson, um, he's probably going to get some defensive player of the year votes in you know, what, what you consider Draymond missed pretty much half the year. And he's kind of off the table and some of the other players. Uh, and then their backup bigs are just as good. Whereas when you go against Phoenix, uh, in three of the four games, Draymond's had a lot of success against DeAndre Ayton. They don't really have any backup bigs. Uh, I do think Memphis will be a problem for the Warriors just because they, in some ways they remind me of like that, um, that 2016 OKC team hmm. where they were just bigger at every position. And you're like, when you'd watch them play, you're like, they're bigger, they're more athletic, they're more physical. It's kind of, um, it's, it's a clash of styles, if you will. Is there a, is there a first round matchup that you think the Warriors prefer? Like Steve Kerr was talking about how they're kind of scoreboard watching and they're, do you think that if it comes down to the final game, was the scenario I laid out, where if the Warriors lose, they're the four seed, and they get Utah, versus if they win, they're the three seed, and they get Denver, do you think that's something that they would that they would even consider messing with, or do you think they'll take the three seed and, and roll with it? it? It seems like they're prioritizing health, as they should, because they, they have a, a bunch of key veterans who have been in and out of the lineup this year. So I think if anything, um, we'll see Kerr, you know, rest Draymond and some players uh, over chase a specific matchup. And they've been doing that kind of the last month with those guys not playing back-to-backs. And I believe they're not playing tonight against Sacramento, um, you know, Clay and Draymond and right. the veteran guys. Um, I actually think Utah and Denver, it's, it's about the same matchup for them. If there was a team I'd want to avoid in the first round, 
it's Dallas uh, just because they they throw a ton of kind of gimmicky defenses at Steph. And considering his first game in a month is going to be in the playoffs, that's probably not, you know, how you want to start the whole thing off. Um, but, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see them – I don't foresee them, you know, purposely losing a game to get a matchup, uh, be it Utah or Denver. Sam, assuming we do see that load management squad tonight, and I don't want to call them the B team because they played really well at times. I don't know what else to call them, but assuming we see that unit that Steve Kerr likes to put out there second night of a back-to-back, I really like their chances against Sacramento tonight. What do you think? Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, Sacramento, are, they're still missing Sabonis and, and De'Aaron Fox, so it's not like they're at full strength either. Uh, would be a good game to get maybe 30 minutes to Jonathan Kuminga and and some of the younger guys out there. Um, I think they have a pretty decent shot there. Mm-hmm. Sam, uh, give me one reason to watch the Oakland A's this year. <laughs> um, <I feel> like <laughs> watching Tony Kemp draw walks. Yes. I don't know, man. The Tony Kemp OPP. I can't wait. <laughs> right. Yeah, just, that's, that's about all I got for you right now. It's tough out here. Maybe – yeah, let's see. Maybe maybe a half season of Frankie Montas starts. I mean, he's still fun to watch. <laughs> let's see if he's on. Let's see how long he's on the team at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle says he's. I'm not paying for any of the games. I'm not going to. First what? was I'm not going to any games. Then it was well, I'm not paying to go to any of the games. I think after the A's get off to a hot start, Sam, I think he's going to change it soon. Yeah, all it's going to take is one series sweep of the Angels, and Kyle will be back. <laughs> I'm back in, baby. <laughs> Sam is fun, Diari, for great. Warrior coverage, Light Years podcast, of course, and uh, you want to look into also getting the premium coverage. Sam, thanks for your time. We appreciate it very much, and we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Have a great Sunday. Thanks, Sam. You too. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.